0: Welcome to the podcast everybody. Today I'm joined by Helen from Woofbox and we had a great conversation. Now this one's taken a little while to get ready but we had the conversation back in the autumn of last year um, and had a great chat about how she decides what goes in the box. She thinks very very similar lines as we do with regards to what dogs should have and we just generally chatted about that she's obviously a massive dog lover and I saw her her subscription box online and that's why we got in contact so without further ado let's start the podcast welcome to the podcast Helen
1: hello Alan and um, good to be speaking to you this morning
0: yeah it's uh, it's a bit of a drizzly morning here but actually I'm a big fan of the autumn I don't know what you think
1: Oh, to be fair, perfectly honest, I like all the seasons of the year. You know, um, for me, it's just slightly different. And obviously, as we're now moving on towards everybody saying, oh, Christmas is around the corner, which is quite scary because the other week um, we were all lovely and warm. And now we're sort of digging out all our winter wardrobes and silly doggy coats.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do uh, and books.
1: Right, Woofbox, I've actually been running um, single-handedly, as in bought it from somebody for the last four years, and that so massively learnt a lot along you know, the way, which is why I bought it, really. Um, quite hard, sort of, well, quite frightening at first, running an e-commerce company because I'd sold horses for a living. <laughs> so quite different, very country-fied, in that I do, obviously, everybody that I know has got dogs. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, but they don't probably treat them the same as sort of you know you know everybody's different the way they treat them. But my friends were probably quite working dogs, whereas obviously I sell to very much a you know a pet dog, and I've got to think slightly differently and that and the way that they you know treat the dogs and you know love them and the Instagram and the social media that everybody does now you know things have changed such a lot.
0: Hmm. Yes, yeah, a huge amount. So Woofbox is uh, a subscription box?
1: It is, yeah. I mean, obviously, I get a lot of customers throughout the month that, that join that and do the subscription service but I do send a lot of gift boxes out so a massive amount of birthday boxes and I've had such you know such lovely feedback when I do a puppy box range as well and that's really really popular uh, I don't know if anybody else just doesn't, doesn't do it obviously hopefully if they don't catch up to my idea that would be good
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely exactly um, so tell us a little bit about what goes in these boxes
1: okay in my woof box i put sort of between five to seven items but obviously my customer because i customize everything my customer can choose what they want because it might be a jack russell or it might be a husky or an alsatian so obviously you know you're going to slightly have to change you know what you put in it so i've got choices between tough toys and soft toys plush toys although i must admit i think quite a lot of my plush toys are given to the tough dogs. so i think they always quite like to see them rip them to pieces <laughs> and that. but yeah so obviously they've got that that choice and um you know i get quite a lot of people wanting tough toys um so i've got to source stuff that's well just not going to be destroyed just quite in five minutes mm. um and then loads of plush toys and that which go into puppy boxes and that and then i'll do the treats, I'll always try and put a squeaky toy in, which probably a little bit more easy to destroy, but again, I think they quite like watching them do that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I'll try and do some chews, if they haven't asked for chews, then obviously I don't put them in, treats, um, and I've gone, you know, basically, I've supported a lot of different companies along the way and tried to do a little bit with some of the smaller independent companies, mm-hmm. mainly because they'll do packaging which will, you know, suit me,
0: and the the type of uh, treats and chews and things uh, you're putting in there, you're aiming more towards the natural market.
1: We've got to really. I mean, certainly over the when I first started it, you know, because I put on the website you've got an area that you can put down your special needs for your dogs as well as having decided whether he's small medium or large whether he's going to destroy his toys or not then I've got a special area which people can start to put notes in and my biggest one that goes in there is grain and gluten free now yeah, and I to be honest, I do attempt to just send those types of treats out anyway. I mean, I've had a particularly difficult one the other week when somebody asked me for vegan. I was like, oh my gosh, that is a little <laughs> bit more tricky. But actually, there are quite you know there are quite a few antos do vegetarian treats. Benivo, um, you know and then actually she did come back to me and say it's not just it's not really the dog that's vegan it's us like oh right that's a little bit easier then <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly yeah and that that sector uh, of the dog industry is growing massively and and Vegan food is, uh, for dogs, is without a doubt controversial.
1: I know, I find this to look a bit controversial. Well, a bit like I do with the human market, but anyway, that's another subject. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
0: But actually, I look at it from an environment point of view, and I think, actually, if you purely look at it from the environment point of view, it's hard to argue the fact that uh, a vegetable is more environmentally friendly than some steak is. Mm, I know. Whether you agree with it nutritionally, and I have to say at the moment, I don't.
1: No, I probably wouldn't with dogs because that's, you know, you've got to look at why they were introduced into, you know, the world, I suppose. Hmm. Hmm. you know and, and they do they are a carnival and that so i don't know but you know anyway she did actually come back to me and say no it's just us so i did i did sort of relax a little bit and uh, was able to send her out my gluten-free treats and, and obviously the other buzzword a little bit which um somebody one of my customers sent to me and she put on it not too many ingredients on the packet please helen which you know you start to go down the you know single source protein yep type thing and and when you do read on some of the packets thing- Crack! I don't even know what half of those things do anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and before we started talking, we spoke about a word that often comes up for us is hypoallergenic. Know,
1: I'm, f- I'm scared about talking about this word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the interesting thing is if you break down the word, so from a, uh, a labelling point of view, hypoallergenic means the ingredients in the food. So if you talk about a food rather than a treat and the treats are exactly the same, it's less likely to cause a reaction to a dog it doesn't mean it won't which basically it kind of allows manufacturers to put it on everything
1: i know i mean i've did a little bit of research on it on hypoallergenic and what it actually means and obviously it's to do with allergies but the first thing i read about it which said you know your dog might be allergic to beef Oh, right. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's um, because obviously I quite like to add beef because most dogs absolutely love it. But the one thing which doesn't come up is fish and that is possibly, you know, it's got such a lot of benefits with the oils and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't know, but I mean, I think certainly now from having done your podcast and done a little bit of research, I'll probably be sending an email back to my customers and say, have you any idea what your dog's actually allergic to? and then I I can try
0: yeah. and not send that. And actually, the interesting thing when it comes to allergies as well, and we, we do this on a day-to-day basis with people, is allergies generally aren't ever allergies. Um, what they are is intolerances. And the best way I can think of describing it is a bit like a friend I might go to a coffee shop with who says they're lactose intolerant and then actually orders a latte. <laughs> <laughs> so it's normally doesn't cause them... Massive issues, uh, but they might be a bit uncomfortable. An allergy is a peanut allergy. Yeah. You're in serious trouble if you've got an allergy. And the reason I think it's important to actually break that down and put that across to people is that people really panic about these intolerances when they're intolerances and not allergies. If they're genuine allergies definitely. You, you've you got to really worry about it. Same as a child who's got a peanut allergy, you've seriously got to worry about it. But if you've got a slight intolerance, you might be uncomfortable, you might be scratching. So even though I recommend people stay away from ingredients that the dogs have got intolerances to, I don't find it particularly useful, people really, really worrying worry about, about it. Worrying about
1: it too much. No, I know. Yeah. So as long as we, you know, attempt to stick to not a great big ingredients list, you mm, know. Good, mm. good customers and more. You know, not so many. You know, different. Well, just better, better products, really. You know, and there's. I mean, now, you know, the the market's growing massively. You must. You know, you'll know that yourself. You know, at one time, a couple of years ago, I was looking for gluten free and grain free and investigating a little bit, and there wasn't. You know, quite the choice. But now, on virtually all the products, you know, I've got. Well, the products that I use, you know, gluten-free, grain-free, quite a few of them do say hypoallergenic, not as many as I'd like, but, <laughs> but at least I can answer the question there.
0: Yeah, and the very interesting thing as well is when you look at the really high-end products, uh, let's take, um, you've probably heard of Origin Dog Food. Yeah, yeah, Let's take Origin Dog Food, a dry dog food that people, if they Google it, they'll be able to find out about. It's listed as one of let's say the top 10 dog foods in the world if if not the best in the world um it doesn't use hypoallergenic it doesn't use the word because they approach it from the fact that it won't cause a reaction because it's natural
1: yes i mean when i've read about it that's what i felt it meant so at least i can you know come back and talk to somebody about it if they
0: you know question me on it exactly and i think in In reality, hypoallergenic, where it's often used, uh, is from the point of view of something that is slightly lower quality than the really good. Um, Not always, because I can understand a manufacturer, and if you look over our website, for example, we have a tick box to tick on hypoallergenic, which pretty much brings up every single product we sell. Um, So we put it there because it's a bit of a buzzword in the UK. Um, It isn't. Across the world, interesting enough.
1: Isn't it? No, that is quite interesting. I did you know, it's something I've sort of looked at and the allergies and all that sort of thing really, but you know, I didn't want to get too wrapped up with it because yeah it just felt like it encompassed everything. Hmm. And actually you know, the gluten-free and the grain thing was much more important, really, because that's actually pinpointing something, whereas hypoallergenic, you know, possibly isn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And can we hear a dog in the background there?
1: Yes, I think it might have heard my father, father <laughs> or my assistant. It's definitely squeaking. <laughs> my treat tester is going mad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what breed of dog?
1: Oh, I've got a little hairy Jack Russell. She's a very reluctant model as well. <laughs> I try and use her. She's useless. <laughs> I need a better one.
0: <laughs> so, interesting enough, when you were starting Woofbox, sorry, what's your Jack Russell's name? Did you have to ask that? Sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, it's called Fooney, which is F-O-O-N-E-Y. No okay. idea why it's called that. <laughs>
0: Right, okay. Um, but was she around when you started Woofbox?
1: Yes, she was, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I've had dogs all the time, and that, and they're quite like little ones, you know, because they're quite characters. And because we do the horse thing, we go out in the horse box and stuff, um, you can take them with you, you know, when you have to do long journeys on your own. They're, they're just the best friend, aren't they? And I mean, yeah. it, it is, it's treated like a child. It's got its own wardrobe. <laughs>
0: Excellent. How much of an inspiration has she been with with trying the new treats and toys and stuff?
1: Gosh. Yeah, she's, um, well, I'd loosely say she helps me pack mainly because she knows that they're there. So she sits watching. And yeah, no, I'll try things on her. And actually, it's quite interesting. She, what she, well, again, the more natural products they go mad for. Hmm. The other ones, she'll pick it up, put it down, not that bothered. She, you know, she's I mean, she's fussy. Russell's all fussy and that. But, I mean, a lot of the dogs, I've, I get Labradors and I've um, got a lot of Labradors, a lot of um, Border Collies, you know, a lot of the fun dogs and that that people can give them to and with the toys and have a bit of fun with them and that. Oh, and, you know, my, loads and loads of feedback and that loads of videos dogs i think actually they're quite like just opening the box and attacking the postman when he comes with it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i suppose they can probably smell it coming
1: I think so, and I think they get used to the routine of it, you know. I mean, I had a lady yesterday sent me an email through of her dash out pulling the wrapper off it, <laughs> trying to get in it. and that. <laughs> You know, so even from the just delivery of them, yeah, no, they love them. I think they obviously can smell what's coming, and they get, they get into a routine. Because I've had customers that have been, I mean, Lynn was running it before me for probably 18 months so i've had customers with me don't name names obviously um mm-hmm. but they've been with me sort of five and a half years mm. and that so you know it's got to mean people come and go and people probably sometimes buy because i do six three month and monthly subscriptions mm-hmm. some people do a three month and then they'll have a break for a bit i think oh gosh i've lost them two mm. months later they come back do another three months then i have i mean obviously we're burning up to Christmas aren't we so I'll have you know that'll go crazy sending out um, you know trying to get ready for the post and everything I mean the post office is mental <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes it's interesting you say about ripping open uh, the the box I had an idea going back about three or four years ago that I vaguely researched but could only find something with rice in it so I was thinking of trying to find an edible uh, wrapping paper for dogs <laughs> <laughs> which is one of those crazy ideas you have on a friday afternoon yeah
1: friday afternoon then try and implement them and look for things i've been searching for birthday cakes dog birthday cakes this morning
0: <laughs> oh really
1: <laughs> well yes well more than that, i think actually it's, again because we've got to send stuff out that's got to have a sell-by date on it as well mm-hmm. which um so i think actually probably going down the cake mix. Root and putting those in you know just a bit of fun really and just some, you know just another theme because I quite like to theme things well they're good for pictures you know very visual and you know quite interactive so
0: so how do you this uh let's say you're doing a subscription box and someone's getting uh one every every single month um you're I'm guessing aiming not to repeat things too much how do you actually do that how do you find products that you're you, that you think are exciting that people are going to like
1: probably quite creative i I try to be i mean i've luckily i've got accounts with probably the biggest suppliers that'll sell you know virtually everything try and have a good memory try and remember what people actually did like i mean it's, it's quite in some ways it's easy because i'll try and theme things so i'm doing orange things this time just have a good memory and Try and remember what people loved. I don't think they mind them being repeated sort of three, four months down the line. As long as they think, oh, gosh, yeah, I remember having that. Our dogs loved it. You know, and after doing it for the last four and a half years, you have a good idea which products the people are going to say, don't send me that again. (laughs) (laughs) My dog doesn't like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And how do you deal with that? Uh, because every dog's different same as every person so how do you deal with products that the dog just absolutely hates
1: well most people to be fair i suppose after this length of time i don't try and send something out i did have one late i mean i deal with one company i don't know whether you do jr products they do quite a lot of uh, very natural looking products and that so i did send out some uh, fish sprats which looked a bit too real to me i must admit but obviously very very good for the dogs and Mm, i did mm. have one lady please don't send those again i didn't like (laughs) the look of them and i must admit they do you know so it's hard isn't it because pigs ears and oh pig snouts oh dear you know i don't really but dogs love them
0: yeah definitely and actually it's interesting you say about sprites i think that is in our top 10 seller
1: i know I know, so it did put me off a little bit. And actually, I think she then said, but actually my cat loves them, are they all right for the cat? (laughs) So... I think sometimes you'll send things out and you occasionally get the person say, oh, my dog didn't like that. So then I'll, in the next box, I'll send them, you know, an extra treat. But quite often when they've bought them, like with the lady with the sprouts, which she said her dog didn't like, but she gave them to the cat, they'll upcycle them to their friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't think anything goes to waste.
0: No, no, definitely not. And actually in talking to you, I'm, I'm sort slowly thinking, actually, if people are out there and they're looking for treats um obviously we want them um to come to you and and buy a subscription but if they're out there down the pet shop and something like that how does someone pinpoint a dog treat that their dog's absolutely gonna love have you got an insight into that
1: Uh, i mean my friend always said to me when i bought it that they they love you know things that smell (laughs) because they've got quite you know obviously got a very sensitive sense of smell so she said, oh, so they love the fish things or anything that's. not, I mean, I just think, if I'm honest, mine knows when it's natural and well made, and it, it and it it just does, you know. And I can virtually tell which treat it's going to like and which it's not because it's the one with the less on the ingredient list.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I I think you're absolutely right. And it's no different to how we'd look for our own food. If you suddenly start, I mean, we all, all of us, very, very few people haven't had, a, let's say, a microwave meal or ready meal or something like that. But if you do look on the back... It's amazing how much they manage to pack in that. I know, um, and it's no different to dog food.
1: No different, but they just know what they like and what they don't like. Mm. I mean, obviously, we've got some dogs that are greedy and probably the packet that it came in. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I love those types, but, but no, <laughs> don't get so many of those now. But you know, you know the fussy one, and mine's fussy. She knows she she knows what's nice and what's not nice, and you know, I'll try them on her and. You Know if she likes them and gives them the approval, then they're, they're good to go. Obviously, she's quite small though, so when it comes to the Akita, it's slightly different.
0: Yeah, and actually, it sounds like you've got the perfect dog tester there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sort of. I have to obviously I have to exercise it quite a lot because I'd love to be a treat tester all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she heard that <laughs> I know,
1: running around the field and try testing it out. <laughs>
0: Excellent. So, where do you see Woofbox going in the future?
1: We're about to launch a different website. I spend my time, oh gosh, learning about. um, It's obviously you, you love your job and you love doing. You know, I mean, I love choosing the products if I'm honest and researching them and having a look at the different reviews on different products. But I also my big greatest interest. I love photography, product shoots, trying to learn Photoshop, and trying at the minute we're about to change the website and i want to know how to do it so that basically i can update it more so that it's more visual for people i can change things and well just make it be- better really so that it looks like you're you know doing till time I do do a lot on Instagram a lot on Facebook you know it keeps your presence going makes you, you know, everybody knows you're still alive
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> excellent and that, that leads me quite nicely to if people want to get in contact they can obviously go to the website but you mentioned Instagram and Facebook so where can people go for that
1: Wolfbox on Facebook is quite easy if you just put it in then it brings I mean I do Woofbox and Wolfbox gift box and then on Instagram my feed is Woofbox UK and there's just a lot of I mean it's brilliant really that people you know constantly tagging me in things and you know and then I I share and do a bit of repost and that people obviously you know they must love it because they send me loads and loads of pictures
0: Hmm. Excellent.
1: never know which ones to put on I get so many and some people I follow and they're always putting stuff on and it's brilliant
0: Brilliant, and we'll make sure all of those links go in the show notes so people can uh, uh, link through and have a look. And I definitely recommend people have a look at their website and, and try out one of the subscription boxes.
1: Yeah, rolling up to Christmas, so busy getting uh, all the Christmas toys out of the Ace. And what uh,
0: what you got planned for the rest of the day? Are you about to go for a walk?
1: Ooh. Uh, sadly I do horses so I shall have to go outside and get wet <laughs> <laughs> yeah the other side to the to me bit of farming sheep have a walk around make sure they're alright and go and get my horses in start riding
0: brilliant excellent well thank you very much for joining us Helen it's been really interesting talking to you and it sounds like you've got a, a brilliant uh, product there that people can try and I'm sure the dogs will absolutely love it oh we do brilliant yeah well thank you for joining us
1: All right. Thank you, Alan. Thank
0: you. Bye. Bye. So that was my interview with Helen. Uh, A really, really great conversation. I really enjoyed talking to her and I wish her every success with Woofbox. And if you are interested in in taking up the subscription with Woofbox, um, then head over to her website. Well worth a look. Um, I think your dog will really, really enjoy it. So that's it for today that's it for until the next podcast which is in two weeks and we've got some fantastic things coming up for you so yeah really really pleased with how it's going with the podcast and thank you for listening until next time thanks bye